0: Should we be recording? Come on, JP, no. let's go. Oh, no, 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 <laughs> oh, that's, that's not how it is. No, no, teasing, I'm no, teasing. that's not teasing. Not <laughs> how it is.
1: Welcome to the East Main Media Podcast, a series of conversations featuring leaders in a variety of subjects, including business, politics, media, and the arts. For more information, visit eastmainmedia.com forward slash podcast. Now here's your host, Brian Brodeur. Well, I'm
2: thrilled to be joined today by Dwayne Wilkins. Dwayne, thanks for joining me here on the podcast. No problem, Brian. It's an honor and a pleasure. We've got so many cool things to talk about. You're up to so many things. you know, you've got your family, you got your business stuff, you got like so many irons in the fire going on. But I want to highlight a few very interesting things that you're doing in the community and uh, your outlook on business and life. It's fascinating, so I, I'm really thrilled that you joined me. Let's just start at the high level. You currently work for a a large insurance and financial services company, and that's uh, you're working across uh, Essex County and frankly the state. Mm -hmm. But you've got some visions working in the community that are are even bigger than the county and the state, and uh, I'd like to talk about that a
0: little bit. Sure. So, you know, just give me the basics. Who's Dwayne? Really, who I am in essence and spirit, Brian, is somebody that just wants to help other people. You know, I want to inspire people to be their greatest self, you know, and I've always had this vision of a changed world where people are confident, they're loving, caring. And more recently, since I've been in this line of business is being self-sustained because I think it was well put in this quote that I heard many years ago that if you let every man sweep his own porch, the whole world will be clean. And if everybody could just do that, it would be just make for a lot happier people and better communities across the board, really. Well, listen,
2: let's jump right in, because when I heard about the educational and inspirational efforts that you were, mm-hmm. you were leading in some of your seminar work, I was dying to have you come in and tell me about it and tell our audience about what you're up to. Tell me a little bit about the
0: financial empowerment seminars that you described to me offline. Well, what we're doing now, right, in the heart of Newark, and that's just where we're starting, is we're teaching people about money and how to handle their money. And with the opportunities that are coming to a city like that, the largest city in the state, you have to work the numbers now, right? The average income per household is about $30,000 a year, okay? Average. This, that's the average, right? And per capita per person is about 17000 which is below poverty level, right? Yeah. And I saw opportunity as the mayor is being, you know, super progressive and and trying to bring huge companies in like Amazon, M M&M, and all these other companies to give people more opportunities right there in the city, which is great. There was one little piece that I saw that possibly is missing. And if you take somebody from thirty thousand dollars a year and they have debt that's probably like $35,000, right? Maybe more. Yeah. And you take them to, let's say, 60000 then they're probably going to have $70,000 worth of debt because their relationship with money, Brian, is not really that great. So they're just going to get super excited about the extra money and not super excited about how they can invest, they can save, eliminate debt, set up a financial legacy for their kids, for themselves, buy their homes, start becoming, you know city taxpayers to help fix the streets, add more police, add more firemen, add more opportunities for themselves and their kids. So, you know, it's, it's a really big deal. And what I wanted to do is be able to just talk to them and have organic conversations, you know, forget about the one, two, three steps, who are you? And how can I help change your relationship with money so that you can have a better life and your kids can have a better life? Because that's, that's what I want for myself. You know, and I think if we're all going to grow up in this society together, I think we all need to be on the same plane. Well, you're clearly doing that from the educational standpoint, yes, sir. And that's
2: the the weapon you bring to the fight. Yes, you know, know, over the last thirty or forty years in the political dialogue, and of course, before we hit record, I I promised we wouldn't get into politics, and of course, I bring this up. But in the political dialogue in the last thirty or forty years, you know, there's been a phrase of trickle down economics, right? Supply side, you put money in the top end and it drops down to people at the bottom end. Well, what occurred to me when you and I were talking about this educational effort and financial literacy, which is very much important these days and a kind of a buzzword but mm-hmm. very valuable topic to discuss, I thought about I thought that it was trickle up. That yeah your education efforts and your evangelism about these topics Mm -hmm. are helping lots of people understand let me put it differently have a better relationship with money and a better understanding of what money is in their life Mm -hmm. so all right let me go down that rabbit hole for a second sure people often say money's money but people have an emotional or like a lifestyle connection to money in their life, it isn't just about dollars and cents or ones and zeros. It mm-hmm. it translates emotionally. Yes, it does.
0: Can you tell me a little bit about your perspective on that
2: and how it affects people's spending
0: habits? Mm. You mean how the emotional relationship side? Well, let's dig or into like the trickle it. You know, down or no, trickle up, skip trickle theory. down, but this okay. idea of like you
2: hit on it with, you know, if you're making thirty grand mm-hmm. but you have thirty five grand of debt, mm-hmm. you know you're in a hole and you got to stop digging right? right and if you suddenly are making 60 grand you can't have 70 grand of debt right, right. and so this is an important message right yeah. but you know I'm a media guy and it took me a long time to understand the role of money in entrepreneurship with me and my business and my relationship to money and my financial understanding that's just my path my struggle but one of the things that has occurred to me over the years is that we're bombarded by so many messages and imagery about things and Mm -hmm. status and culture that we will spend money on that may not be the best financial decision. So that's, I'm jumping right in on that is as a financial expert and as a financial coach and advisor, Mm -hmm. and we're going to talk about, you call yourself a financial freedom enthusiast. I love that. We're going to get back to that. Okay. So... I'm talking about the culture. I'm talking about media and how that reflects on
0: how we spend. Tell me about that. I can follow you there, Brian. So a lot of the concepts I come up with are usually is from self-reflection and Mm self-actualization. You know, the roots of anything I really say or do comes from me doing like a psycho, you know, diagnosis on myself first before I can point a finger and say that this is a problem. And I notice if you give me $100, and I get excited. Hmm. Your mind starts to race. What can I spend this on? What can I do with it? What type of trouble can I get out of? What type of trouble can I get in with it? <laughs> right? You know, where's this going? And it's like this racing thought. It's this racing heartbeat feeling that you get when there's new money that comes in. Just look at tax season. Everybody gets their taxes back. Brand new cars, brand new clothes, this, that, that. But nobody said, hey, look, I took half of this and invested. Nobody really says that. That's not the conversation Mm -hmm. that most people have, you know. So what's the issue is that, one, when it comes to money, a lot of people who have never had money, when they get a lump sum of money or they get new money, they get emotional because if I'm speaking from the urban community, nobody really has money or seen anybody with money. So while I'm here, while I can enjoy it, I'm going to not thinking about legacy building, long-term stuff yeah. that'll last for ages and a lifetime. So that just is not a conversation that happens. Is never bought up. And then number two is when it comes to money, there's a lot of ego behind it, which is why the conversation mm-hmm. doesn't happen. And I know this conversation never happened really in my family. With all the people in my family that are successful and some even that are not, nobody said, hey, look, you need to change this thought process with money, maybe you should try this, maybe you should try that. Go to school, get good grades, get a good job, right? And nobody will admit because of their ego that, yeah, that crap doesn't work, man. It doesn't work, nobody's really wealthy. You can't be really impactful, you know, without the money tool. There's other things that you can have, mm. you know. You can have a great reputation. You can be good with politics. As my grandfather and grandmother were really good with that. But, you know, the the financial impact. Sometimes you just need to write a check to a foundation. Sometimes somebody just needs their rent paid. One of your friends just needs that extra five hundred bucks to take care of something. Yeah. That's just what it is, and a lot of people just don't understand that, and they don't want to understand it because. It plays on their ego. Oh, you're saying I don't know anything about money. I'm saying that yes, you don't, but I'm also saying it's not your fault. It's not your fault unless heal together as a group. And you can learn, right? Yeah, and, we and you, all can, you learn. can get a better understanding.
2: We'll be right back to the conversation after this brief message from our sponsor.
1: Today's podcast is brought to you by JLC Accounting, Bookkeeping, Accounting, Tax Preparation, and Advisory visit jlc-accounting.com. And by Tap Into TV, original video programming covering topics of interest in New Jersey, New York, and beyond. Visit tapintotv.net.
2: Let's touch on that a little bit because an important topic these days is student loan debt. Yikes. You know, and people are going into these four-year-plus schools and coming out with tens of Hundreds of thousands of dollars of debt and are starting, you know, in their life's balance sheet way in the negative.
0: <laughs> yes. Right? Yes. Tell me a little bit about that and how that matters. Well, a lot of people that I interview one on one, whether I'm looking for a new business partner, somebody to mentor, mm-hmm. or I'm talking to a potential client, usually number one, Brian, is that college debt thing. Now, the average college debt is about $50,000. Mm. And a lot of people say, well, I'm just going to go back to school. Really? You're going to go back to school and get into more debt? (laughs) Which is a a question like, it didn't work the first time. You're going to do it again. You just keep digging. Right, Brian? Yeah. Keep digging. Not that college is bad for all those out there that love college. It's not that it's bad. It's just the system is a little bit broken. So I say this, you go to college, you get into this $50,000 worth of debt situation. Most people don't go into their field when they first graduate. Hmm. But if you're taking out that $50,000 loan, when you graduate, what you're saying is you're gonna be able to get a job for 100,000 or better to upset that $50,000 debt that you're in. And it's laughable because we know that, one, I'm being sarcastic, two, you know that that's not gonna happen, right? So before you get to college, what is the plan? What is the financial plan? I think if you start with a financial plan, not just for yourself, but as we are parents, if you start with a financial plan for your kids, you want college to be an option not a necessity you don't want them to have to go through that borrowing phase mm. if they don't need to they can go if you can write a check that's cool that's cool yeah right or maybe there are
2: affordable lending options right because as we all know if you have a loan or a credit card or line of credit mm-hmm. meters running man yeah meters running that
0: 50 grand can turn into 60 70 and more pretty quick which it usually does. Because who can really pay back the 50 grand? And us operating as humans, once we graduate college and we're, you know, 21, 22, some 25, 27, if you go to get your doctorates or masters, we start doing age appropriate things. You might have a kid or two. You might get married. You might get a car. You might get a loan for a car Mm -hmm. or for a house. You know, these types of things that shoot you way past your limit. And then when it's really time, when you have that first real Adult life, emergency, you turn around, I have no money and I have a bunch of debt, but I also now have a kid, and what the heck am I supposed to do? You're not even by yourself anymore. People are now depending on you. So then here comes the two jobs and college, but then you don't get enough sleep. So you're stressed out. Then it becomes like a mental health thing, becomes a a physical health thing, becomes a relationship health situation. You know, you don't get to spend enough time with your kids, enough time with yourself or your family. I have a parent that's sick, but I can't take off from my job because I have to pay my bills where you should have an emergency savings fund to say, hey, guys, look, I can't come to work. I got to go take care of my mom or I got to go take care of my husband or my wife. And then what happens is you get laid off because you're trying to take care of your family. The better scenario, Brian, is, "Okay, I got laid off. Forget you guys. I've got money versus the, oh, crap, I just lost my job. Now what am I going to do? And you're starting from ground zero. Yeah, you're covering a lot of stuff. So let, <laughs> yeah. let's,
2: this all brings me back to the seminars and the meetings that you hold. Mm-hmm. You and I have talked a little bit about that. And I'd like to break down some of these topics that you cover. One of the things you said to me offline was about the idea that you don't need to be rich to invest, right. that you can invest with small amounts
0: of money. Mm-hmm. Tell me about that. Well, the way most people think about investing, Brian, again, it's not their fault. That's how they've been taught. Even if you never walked into the bank and asked this question, most people, they tie invest to stock market, and they tie stock market to stock broker, and they envision like a Jordan Belfort type of person that you're going to need like a million dollars, you're going to need $10,000. The Learjet,
2: the Lamborghini. Right, (laughs) you
0: need to get there first before you could even invest, which is totally not true. The minimum that you can invest is $50. And you could put that in a high-bearing interest account, and really start to see some real progress. And what that does, fifty dollars is not a lot of money, right? And fifty dollars in ten years can turn into ten thousand dollars or better, depending on what type of account that you have it in. So say that again. So hold on, we're talking about compounding interest, Here go. all this stuff. So
2: just say that again. You know, fifty dollars sounds like fifty bucks, but mm-hmm. in a number of years, that fifty
0: dollars can turn into ten grand. Break that down a little bit. So. If you take, let's say, about $50, right, and you put in a high-bearing interest account, which is available, mm-hmm. you just have to ask the right people and really get to understand investing a little bit better. But if you put in a high-bearing interest account, let's say it's about 9%, okay, right. $50 every month, okay, approximately will get you over $10,000 wow, in 10 years. And that's just 50 bucks a month contributing to that account. And then you're earning interest, and that mm-hmm. earns interest on itself, and it, it grows. The compound interest, as Einstein said, is the most powerful concept probably on the planet Earth, right? right? And we're talking about Einstein. So that's what people need to understand. You can start with the penny and end up with you know a million bucks. If you do it right, and stay disciplined and stay focused. And I think that if people you know, really understand that, oh, I can do that. I could do that. Then they'll probably start to do it a little bit more. Okay, the fifties not so bad, Brian. Why don't we do sixty? Right. Why don't we do seventy? Why don't we, you know, take half of our taxes every year and dump it into that account every year, and you really make some progress because the madness that most people spend their taxes on could really benefit them, but the the thing is, we could always get more money, Brian, if we increase the services that we provide or we do a little extra, get an extra license to do something on the side, yeah, yeah. but it is the time that you can't get back. So while you have the time, if you start from today, you can see some progress. Hey, you can get a Lamborghini if you want to before it's all, all said and done. Maybe even get a helicopter, shoot, you know, shoot for the stars. Now, you passed over an important line there,
2: like it's the time that you can't get back. Yes, So if you don't start now, if you Mm -hmm. say, well, I'm going to do that one of these days, you're just losing that window, right? There you go. Very important point.
1: Thanks for listening. Join us next week for part two of The Conversation. This has been a production of East Main Media, hosted by Brian Brodeur. Special thanks to audio engineer JP Kong and senior producer Kayla Galka. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe and leave us a good rating. For more information, visit EastMainMedia.com and thanks for listening.